0: from be still be free it's the Bcast cast with sarah godey monica steely and amber miller we are beyond excited to announce the launch of the be together bible study and this first series be loved and live for more information or to purchase your copy of the Bible study that accompanies this episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the B-Cast. My name is Amber Miller and I am here today with Monica Steely. Hello and Sarah Godie. Hi. <laughs> And um, we're so excited to be with you today. We are in the second week of our series, Be, Love, and Live. And if you didn't tune in last week, go ahead and listen to it. Um, Go back a week because it was so awesome. Monica led us in learning about being loved by God and what that looks like. And um, we're really excited to continue our new format. It's going to be awesome. And Sarah today is going to lead us in being loved by Jesus. Is that right? That is correct. And so what do you have for us today, Sarah? So, you
1: know, I think it's interesting that there is a difference between, even though it's the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're all in one. There is a difference of God's love and Jesus' love and the way they demonstrated that love toward us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important to remember. Yeah. You know, Monica did a lot of Old Testament stuff, and that really is... That's the bulk of God's love story pre-Jesus, yeah. right? And so it's all these ways that he showed that love to us. And then you have the the fulfilling of the pro- prophecy of the coming of the Messiah, and you have Jesus. And yeah. that is God's ultimate gift to us yeah. is the sacrifice and Jesus' ultimate showing of love to us in his sacrifice. So yeah. there is a difference, and that was very interesting for me doing the study and just really breaking it down. When we first decided to do yeah. this, I was like, "Love by God," and then "Love by Jesus." It's kind of the same, but oh, really, yeah. <laughs> but I had a hard time wrapping my head around a, yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but it really, it really is different, and it was really good for me to get in there and figure that out. Um, some of the Bible verses I have: John fifteen thirteen, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Um, this is how we know what love is jesus christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters that's first john three sixteen, revelation 1 5 to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood so i think it just really i mean okay girls so how did jesus love us Sacrifice By laying down his yes. life for us. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Sacrifice. No, it wasn't. I'm like,
0: I think it's a trick question. I'm afraid to answer. Yeah, they, if, y'all,
1: if y'all can see what <laughs> I, I saw, they both just looked, to me, like, at was, like, her, looked at, her, at me like the oh, eyes. <laughs> but
0: I wasn't looking at Monica. I was like waiting for her. And then I looked at her and she was looking at me and I was like, oh, do we look like, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean I like, obviously know I know what yeah. Jesus did. Like, she I'm just read all these verses. like, I don't test
2: well. Uh, Pop quizzes. I'm that's very
1: bad. at <laughs> So funny. Big big pause there. Big pause. Um, I think one thing that's really cool is John in First John three sixteen. This is how we know what love is. Okay, that this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for mm-hmm. us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Which I love because we're gonna get into the loving others later on. Mm-hmm. But that's First John three sixteen. What is John three sixteen? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, mm-hmm. that whosoever would yep. believe in him would have eternal life. And so I think it's really cool that those are both 316 written by John. One yeah. is John 316 and one is first John
2: 316.
1: Oh yeah. And, and as a okay. writer,
2: I totally would have done that intentionally and yeah. hoped somebody caught that. I'm
1: wondering if John did. As like a writer, I, I
2: would absolutely. I might have
1: to ask him when mm-hmm. I get to heaven. Hey mm-hmm. John, I want to know, did you do that on purpose? Oh,
2: totally. He'll say totally. I think so. He'll say- I
1: totally. I don't think that... <laughs> You know he could have waited until three seventeen, but he. No, <laughs> I see. So yes, so yeah. I love Clever John. That. <laughs> um, okay, so sticky statement time. Um, Jesus does not love me because of who I am. He loves me because it is who He is. Ooh, I love that. So Jesus does not love me because of who I am. He loves me because it is who He is. And for
0: those of you who didn't listen in last week, this is something new. We're gonna we've started doing. We have ev- for every week we have a sticky statement. Sticky if statement. You can't remember anything else. Yep. Remember the sticky statement. I love yes. this, Sarah. We yeah. want you to okay. be stuck. We yeah. want
1: you to be stuck. I like it. Here's our be stuck statement. <laughs> be stuck. That
2: <laughs> is such a challenge. be stuck on this.
1: <laughs> um, but I want to follow that up with John fifteen one. Mm-hmm. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. And basically what that's saying to us is last week we learned that love is not just an attribute of God. It is who God is. And what Jesus is saying here is as the father loves me, so I love you. So as the father is love, Mm -hmm. I am love to you. Yes. There's, Mm -hmm. this is not an attribute that I possess. This is not a characteristic. This is, I, I am love to you now remain in it stay in it quit, abide. Quit, abide yeah abide in it quit trying to do it quit trying to earn it you can't earn it you can't do anything about it 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 is who i am there is no greater there is no less mm-hmm. and i showed that and proved that on the cross i think that that is freeing um jd greer and I'm gonna give a little shout out here jd is my cousin and he has a church up in raleigh durham north carolina Um, called The Summit, and he has written a book called The Gospel, and Lifeway has taken that book and turned it also into a life group um, Bible study. Our church just recently went through this and is still going through this, and I know um, my roommate from college, their church is getting ready to go through it. This is a great book, um, and it'll be in our resources for you all to kind of recapture the vision of what the gospel or what this love really is. Mm-hmm. And it is the whole works, doing, I performing versus just the receiving and accepting of what it is. And he says in Christ, he has this, this um, gospel prayer. And one of the steps of the prayer is in Christ, there's nothing I can do that would make me love you more, make you love me more, and nothing I have done that makes you love me less. So basically mm-hmm. he's saying, God, we can't do anything to make God love us more. And we can't do anything to make God love us less. We Mm -hmm. can't do anything to make Jesus love us more. And we can't do anything to make Jesus love us less. So we just need to quit trying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, it doesn't mean that we take the free ticket to go out and, and do whatever we want. Because when you really are loved by someone and you love someone... You don't want to disappoint that person. Right. You want to live a righteous life. You it's just like think about parents and kids, right? Or your spouse. You don't you don't want to do things that are gonna hurt that person. Right. You right. want to do things that edify. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really quite cri- uh, really great to think about. You know, about.
2: it makes me it reminds me, you know, on Whenever you celebrate an anniversary, like with your spouse, you're mm-hmm. like, I love you more today than I did when we got married. And that is not what God is saying at all. <laughs> That's right, right. Like, our love grows with every passing year for other people. Right. But God's like, no, like, as much as you've. Like in a hundred years, I will love you the same as I loved you from the first day. And I think that's important to recognize because we try to put human attributes of love on
1: God. Mm -hmm. God's love is agape love. It is not a human attribute kind of love. It is a same today as tomorrow. It is first Corinthians 13 all the way. It is, it is just the core of who he is. And I, I think that we need to remember that truth because if we can remember that truth and be like, I just don't get how he can do that, but we're not supposed to get it. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than our ways. So are his thoughts higher than our thoughts. Mm -hmm. We can't wrap our brain around it. That's part of the faith journey.
2: Yeah.
1: And we need to quit trying to to,
2: um, assign human attributes of love to him. Well, and it's awesome too, because in John 15, 1, like you just said, it says now remain in my love. It doesn't say now understand my love no. or fathom my love. It just says remain in it. It's like, he says, I'm telling you what you need to know. Yeah.
1: Just as the father loved me, I love you. That's all you need to know. Now just go abide, mm-hmm. be in it. Now go and and be the light that you can be to other people. Like, Mm -hmm. let that come in and through you and just remain.
2: Remain. Don't try to
1: figure out. Don't try to understand it because there are just some things that our little human brains cannot even begin to fathom. Um, So I just wanted to talk about really the points of Christ's love. Why was it important or why is it important for them to be loved? Um, of all the attributes that they could choose to say that they are they they choose love mm-hmm. um, one the ultimate thing about jesus 's love is because we needed a substitute um, for our sin. we needed a pure sacrifice and in the Old Testament ways that they were doing it they would subst- or they would um, sacrifice a lamb, a pure lamb, unspotted, unblemished. God was figuring out, like, I need, not that he didn't always know, but he (laughs) says, hey, I'm going to give you the lamb. That's going to be the final sacrifice. That lamb sacrifice will pay the price for any of those who want to believe. And we don't have to do continue to do these these daily or weekly or whatever they were sacrifices. And I think that's huge. We had to have that because of our sin. In 1 John 2, 2, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also needed Christ's love to be an example of what agape looks like. Um Agape is a selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love, the highest of all loves in the Bible. Selfless, sacrificial, unconditional, Mm -hmm. the highest of all loves in the Bible. It's a choice love, not an emotional love. Mm -hmm. It's one thing that you choose no matter what you're doing it. And that means you have to kind of stifle those fleshly human feelings that rise up inside of us when we feel wronged or We don't agree with what somebody is doing or, you know, whatever that looks like. That is, that is the agape love. Um, And 1 Corinthians 13, Paul tells us that agape love is better than any other gift or grace. Mm -hmm. Like it goes through there. It's better than prophecy. It's better than all these other gifts. Those are good gifts to have. But if you don't have the love gift, those other ones don't even matter. Like Mm -hmm. love was so important that that was the attribute of Christ. Not just the attribute. It was the, the embodiment of who they are. He wants it to be just as much important to us. Um, So I had a question for you all here. Can you think of a time um, when you had to choose to have agape love for someone? Like you really, you know, we've all been Uh, there, right? Yesterday. But can you really think of a moment where you really realized someone truly hard work situation or maybe even your marriage that you have had to just kind of deny yourself and move through with agape love?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I had something fairly recently just with a loved one who um, got was very wronged. And, um... um Kind of attacked verbally, and um, it was all very unfounded and I was ready to you know go storm the house and send a nasty message on Facebook and then defriend and you yeah. know I'll yeah. send an email. It was just so inappropriate, everything about it was so wrong um, but the more that I prayed about it, um, God just really began revealing you know hurting people hurt people and My reaction to the situation, I'm held just as accountable for as the person's action. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really pray through and ask God for a greater measure of love to be able to not retaliate. And um, I have not come in contact with this person, but I feel like in my heart I have loved and forgiven, even though. And that's agape love. Mm -hmm. Amber?
0: I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like a, a situation where... Because in a lot of ways, like, the people that I have felt, like, wronged by or whatever, typically I'm not, like, around anymore. (laughs) Not intentionally. Moving on. I mean, wait, isn't it? Yeah, maybe subconsciously. No, I don't know. So I'm kind of like Monica. Like, I haven't necessarily, like, spoken to any of the people that... Are coming to mind, or
1: but I think that's an important thing like to that. know. I don't think that we have to speak to them. I think it's just a issue. I think it's our our actions, right? I think it's in how we how we behave and the attribute of putting on that sacrificial, biblical kind of love mm-hmm. yeah. and living that out. Um, and I think that that's what's very important because if you do it and you have to make sure that they know you're doing it, then why are you really doing right. it? You know, that's the loving others, people thing. Are you? Are you loving them and being agape so you can get the pat on the back? Or are right. you doing it because you know that's what God has really called you to? Mm. And I think agape love is all of the first 31 words that we have studied. Well, that's true. Seriously, yeah. Like, those are the attributes of Christ, right? right? We, the image of Christ. Um, I think that that is really a great blueprint of what agape love really looks like. And in the resources, we're going to have a link to um, a... A article that was written and it is so good because it breaks down 1 Corinthians 13 verse, attribute by attribute of what love really is. What it is and then what it's not and the um, writer, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right off the top of my mind. I've got it here. Um, Keith Krell. It's called Love Knows No Limits and it is just a step-by-step walkthrough of 1 Corinthians 13 and we touched on it when we did Be Loving right. in the first um yeah. Podcasts, but I would really encourage you to go in there and, and look at what those are, and then go back and visit our words that we 've done over the last thirty one weeks and which ones you struggle with when it comes in those hot t- those hot times. Um, the other thing um, with Agape, I love this in, in John thirteen fifteen where he 's an example. I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done mm-hmm. for you so mm-hmm. he 's saying, "Do as I have done for you, and this is when he was washing the feet. Mm. Of, of um, others. They weren't washing his feet.
0: You know, I was... Because I'm still trying to think of my thing. Uh-huh. But I have a, I have a, an agape love that someone did for me. But Maybe we, I'm just not loving enough. Talk but, about it. <laughs> well, and I'm trying to remember if I've talked about it on the podcast before. But um, I had gotten really, really sick. And I was... Um, Down in Georgia at my parents' house, Andy and I were married. We were actually supposed to leave and come back up to North Carolina, but I got so sick with, like, a stomach thing, and it was one of those, like, 24-hour things where the next day I couldn't even, like, lift my arm. I was so weak, and, like, I am not one of those, like, I do not get sick often, and when I do, I usually ignore it and run, like, 5Ks (laughs) or something. (laughs) It's obnoxious, but it was not like that, so... I had to stay an extra day because I couldn't even he couldn't even I couldn't even walk to the car to like oh. get home. So then another day went by and so he finally got me up home and was like, I've got to go to work. Are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah. Well the next day my sister we were still newlyweds and my sister was supposed to be coming up to North Carolina to see my house for the first time and stay with oh, us. And it was fun. kind of this big deal for me as like my, a new adult and new, you know, right. newlywed and right. stuff. And um I and mean, of course, the house was dirty, and so I kept trying to get up and clean the house. But every time I did, I would get dizzy and fall down, and like I was still so weak from being so sick. And I was so upset because I really wanted to make, you know, my sister's visit really nice. And I was just so. And I called Andy, telling him and um, telling him about it. And about an hour later. Andy's sister and her, at the time, like, six-year-old daughter came over to the house with aprons on and a smoothie for me and brooms. Uh -uh. And they came in and they cleaned my house for me
1: (gasps) because they knew that that? I couldn't
0: do it and that I wouldn't ask for it and that... um, that it was super important to me. And it was so, and I will never forget it. And I tell everyone I can about it because that it was so awesome. meaningful so, to me. Yeah. And like, so sweet. Such agape love. And and that's what I think of like the whole washing of the feet. The like feet. Yeah. that's yes. totally for another person to get absolutely nothing in return. That's exactly yeah. right. And that's, that is what I think of that anytime. Exactly that's, Sarah. Right. that's Sarah. That's my sister-in-law, Sarah. She's the best. So, She's Aww, she listens. I like so. the
1: name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, John thirteen fifteen segues really well into my third and final point that I wanted to bring up about, of why we even need Christ's love. So the first is to be a substitute for our death because of sin. The second is to give us an example of what love really looks like. Um, And the third is so that we would take that example that he gave us and the death that he gave us and we would be in such awe of him that we would want to serve him with a passion and take that same kind of love into the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that kind of... Like, have you ever had somebody do something nice for you and so you want to do it for somebody else? Yes. Yeah. I, no, the Fish Atlanta does this whole thing about the, um, you know, going into Chick-fil-A or Starbucks and you pay for somebody else's. The random and then acts it, of Yeah, random, of and it keeps it all going, right? Um, you know, I think that when you are so loved by someone with such a pure kind of love, sacrificial life kind of love, you can't help but want to put that into an action for someone else and show that love to someone else? Or have you ever had someone who has died close to your life and when they die, um, you get invigorated. Like it makes you want to go be more intentional and be more intentional with your family or be more intentional with, you know, maybe they were in a ministry or they were a missionary or something. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like that makes me want to go and do that same thing. Like that's what, that death and his example are supposed to do right. us it's supposed to invigorate us give us that that oomph to go and right. do forward pay it forward because that's ultimately what Christ and God wants they want to, god wants to be glorified in us he wants to see us loving everybody that's the only way that peace can ever come. It can't be in doing things. It has to be because we are that. We are love, not just a loving person. We are love. So, um, one of the things that I would say we have to take a little caution to is that, um, church has taken the story of the gospel and has twisted it in one of two ways. And I say the church, I'm talking about the people of the church. It's not one denomination or whatever. It's just people in the church. The first is it's either made Jesus such the idea of love that he's not a, God, a just God because he's just so loving and never mm-hmm. holds anyone accountable and he's so forgiving. Happy-go-lucky. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or secondly, it has completely eradicated the idea of a loving God altogether and made him into some big bad master just waiting to punish right. you if you mess up. J.D., again, in his book says that, quote, Preaching Christianity primarily as a set of new behaviors will create people who act right without ever loving Ooh, right, wow, and that's the doing that's huge. You can
2: act right yes. without loving, right. I
1: think that's really, really
2: it's awesome kind of and but actually. and that's only I would say too, that only is going to take you so far.: Yeah, it is only going to take you so far. I mean, if it's not all motivated by love, then you're going to reach that point where you either utterly rebel, turn your back. I mean, it's just its going that's to drive true. you insane. And I
1: think that's one of the red, the red flashing lights of the unhappiness that mm-hmm. so many people are, are experiencing. We want to blame it on everybody else and everyone, else cer- everyone else's circumstances and how they're affecting us. But if we would stop and evaluate our own perspective and our own actions and where we are... I think we would understand, oh, gosh, this has to do more with me than it does have to do with anyone else. I think also it's similar um, what J.D. said about preaching Christianity primarily as a set of new behaviors will create people who act right without ever loving right. I would say it's similar for the watered-down kind of God love, too. Preaching Christianity primarily as a message of free will with no boundaries and no need for bearing Christ-like fruit will create people who don't act right or love right. So mm-hmm. you can have the ones who are acting right and aren't loving right. And you can have those who aren't acting right and don't love right. Why should right. they act right? If God is just all God? Well, they love, have no, yeah, they yeah. have no motivation. So I think that that's really interesting to make sure that, you know, see where you are. Put a temperature gauge on there. You know, are you one way or the other? Um, the challenge is finding the balance. And the balance comes by studying Christ's love, what mm-hmm. it is. What does the word say? It comes from experiencing Christ's love. Are you in a place where you even can recognize what Christ's love is in your life? And um, it comes from a willingness to be different, yep. to mm-hmm. be authentic. Mm-hmm. We're really love big that about word. authentic here. Yep. So a couple of takeaways. Just remember, Jesus does not love me because of who I am. He loves me because it is who he is. And he did not die because of what I can do for him, but because of what he can do for me. Okay. Um, again, in the J.D. Greer, the gospel in Christ, there is nothing I can do that would make you love me more and nothing I have done that makes you love me less. That's a prayer to Jesus. Mm. The you part being Jesus. Okay. Practical applications. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. Um, we really want to start this whole new series where the first practical application every week is pray. Praying for a spirit of whatever we're talking about. Praying for God to open you up to whatever we're talking about. Because if you try to change... Without a prayer life asking for God to help with that change. In his power. In his power, it is going to be so much more of a difficult change. And it'll probably be more surface than anything else. So pray every morning this week and ask God to open your eyes to the power and truth of the love of Christ. That you'll see it, you'll recognize it, you'll want it, you'll have desire for it. Um, And then also pray every morning that God would give you a willingness and strength to be inconvenienced. Uh, We talk a lot about Mark Batterson's book, The Circle Maker. um, And he writes how often we pray for big things and think we want big answers to prayers. But we don't want to have the inconvenience of
0: the responsibility of those big things, right? So God,
1: show me your love. Give me your love. But I don't want to hurt yeah. I don't wanna to have to go through tough times. I don't, don't wanna want to have, have to, to change the way change I live to change the way I live. Mm-hmm. But I want you to give it to me anyway. Right. Like there there has to be some skin in the game. There's yeah. gotta be some willingness to be changed. Change does not come without some sort of give, like you, you're having to go through a transformation, which I'm so excited because we're going to be doing a whole transformation series, um, in a couple of months. So That's going to be awesome. <laughs> going to be so good. Study first Corinthians 13, really get into it. Use the Keith Krell love knows no limits article and get into what love is. Figure out if you are living out what love is, yeah. or are you really more about what love isn't mm-hmm. and be honest again, be real and be authentic. Um, and do your own study as to how Jesus's life was a blueprint for us to use as a guide for loving others. Like, for example, here's a a question that you can Google. What are examples of Jesus's love to the church? And I'm telling you, it will populate all kinds of articles, Bible verses, go in there and do some of your own little Google study and see if you can't come up with some ideas. Like you, you talked about God's examples in the old Testament, uh, the love story, do this with Jesus in the new Testament and his love
2: story. Totally.
0: Well, this was so great. I'm so excited. And everyone, make sure that you check out our website and check out Facebook. And just a reminder, we, um, Sarah will be posting later on in the yes. week a blog post with uh, going deeper into what it really means to be loved by Jesus and some of the practical applications. And you don't want to miss that. So keep uh, checking out our social media and the website. And also we'll be posting um, the the graphics Monica makes mm-hmm. these incredible graphics you can download on your phone and you can be reminded of this uh, all day throughout, right. every yeah. day throughout the week uh, we do it we download them and put them on our phone every single week and we love <laughs> them That's right. so well, we're very visual. Yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, this is an audio that. format. This so we is want to provide audio, a video. Right. Uh, yeah, a visual format. Hang for it, it on as your well.
2: refrigerator, whatever. Absolutely. So you're constantly reminded yes. of of, yes.
1: of what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah.
2: And then, you know. It's our it, version of when God says to, like, take these things and put them on your forehead that's right. and like, yeah. teach, them, teach them to your children. Like, we're that's constantly right. on our phones. So every time I open up my phone, it's, I see I the verse it. and the, the statement and for that we They're pretty. I mean, they are pretty. They're pretty. They are.
0: So. Thank you. (laughs) Monica,
2: will you pray us out today? Yes. God, we thank you so much for your love for us. And I just pray that our eyes would be so opened to see in every single detail of our day how much you love us and the love of your son and what he did for us. Lord, I just pray that we would be overflowing with a measure of gratitude and thankfulness for that love and that we would be so filled that the overflow would pour into others. Thank you for the word, your word. And thank you for the insights that you continue to pour out on us and everyone that's listening. And we just love you with everything we have. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to the Becast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still, Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.